0: Uh, Welcome to Encounter Today. Uh, I'm excited to be able to share with you our uh, speaker for the day. Uh, Her name is Cassie Charles and she is a disability specialist at Augsburg University in Minneapolis. Uh, She has a bachelor's degree in psychology from Bethel University and a master's degree in disability studies from California Baptist University. Uh, She has over 12 years of experience professionally working with people uh, with various disabilities. Uh, And Cassie was born with a special uh, physical disability. Uh, and enjoys sharing her life experiences with others. Uh, Cassie is involved in ministries at church and is a volunteer for uh, Johnny and Friends Minnesota. And Johnny and Friends envisions a world where every person with a disability finds hope, dignity, and their place in the body of Christ. Uh, Locally, they do this by reaching them where they live, caring for them where they are, and engaging churches in actively including people with disabilities in their congregation. So I'm excited for you to hear from her today. Let me just pray uh, as we open our time and as you find your way to your seats, and then we'll get started. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for our chance to hear from Cassie today. We pray that this encounter would give us encouragement and hope uh, as we think about what it looks like to love our neighbor, uh, to see the image of God in all people, uh, and to grow us in our love for you. And so we pray that you would speak to us during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's welcome uh, Cassie Charles to speak to us today. Thank you.
1: Thanks. Good morning to all of you wonderful to see you this morning. If you could, if you can hear me well, give me a thumbs up. Can everybody hear me good? Awesome. Excellent. All right. Well, I am so glad to be here with you this morning, and I'm hoping to share with you today a little bit about life with a disability. So I want to share with you a little about my life. And also about what the Bible tells us about disability and the lives of those with disabilities. And talk about what that means um, in our interactions together. Those of us that may have disabilities and those who do not. So something I want to ask you um, as we start is to think about what do you think of when you hear the word disability? Think about that for a moment. What does it bring to mind for you You might be thinking of someone you know who has a disability. You might be thinking about maybe a family member, a friend, a grandparent. You might be thinking something like, well, disability means you can't do something, or that there's something um, missing, or that you do something different than the way other people do it. So those are some things I sometimes hear people think about when they hear the word disability. And as we have a conversation today, um, maybe just be aware of if your thoughts about disability change at all during our conversation today. Um, so we can go to the next slide here. and. What I want to talk to you about first is just kind of a little bit about me. So you get a glimpse into who I am and my life. And so I've got some photos up there for you. Um, One of the things that is important for me in my life is I drive a vehicle that's equipped for me and my wheelchair. So as you can see, I'm using a wheelchair. I happen to have a disability. You've noticed that. Um, and this is how I get around. I can walk. I can um, walk shorter distances, but doing things where I have to walk long distances or standing for a long time can be difficult for me, so I have a vehicle that helps me um, get around so that I can bring my wheelchair, and I've got some photos there that show kind of the inside of my van, the equipment that I use, so I drive with my feet. I have equipment that are down by my feet, and I can control the steering and the accelerator and brake with that. Um, And that's how I operate my vehicle. I've got a touch pad near my hand that does some other controls, like my wipers and things like that. Um, But that's how I get around and get to work um, when I'm in the office. Right now, over the past year, I've been working from home. Um, so that's kind of what things are looking like right now, but when I do go to the office every day, I'm using my vehicle. And I've got a photo there in my office. You can see I've got my little desk set up and I have a, um, just a regular office chair. Well, it's a short office chair because when I am standing, I'm a short person. But um, it's a regular office chair and then I'm able to sit at my desk and I have a headset for using the phone and also for typing. Um, I use my voice to type, so it hears what I say and puts it on the screen. Or the other thing I'll sometimes do is I have a keyboard at my feet so that I can type with my toes because it's really difficult for me to write or um, use the keyboard with my hands, so I use my feet to do that. So that's a little bit about what my kind of going-to-work life looks like, um, During the day, and just kind of tell you more about my disability, um, I have someone who can help me. It's either a family member or my PCA that will help me. And I have help getting up and getting ready to go in the morning, getting dressed, and then kind of getting ready for my day. I have someone help me throughout the day. So when I'm at work, I might need help getting my lunch out, things like that. Um, So I have someone there who can help me. And to tell you a little more about my specific disability, I was born with this disability. It's called TAR syndrome. And TAR stands for a long acronym. It's called thrombocytopenia with absent radius. So absent radius means that I don't have the radius bones in my arms. Some people with TAR syndrome do have part of their arm, just not the radius bone. So some people have um, some of their arm, and some, like myself and also my brother, Nick, who happens to also have TAR syndrome, we um, both do not have any of our arm bones. And another piece of that is the thrombocytopenia, that first part of the word, and that is a blood disorder. So when I was born, my blood platelets, which is what helps your blood to make clots, um, I didn't have very many blood platelets, so I would have to have blood transfusions Um, because otherwise my my blood wasn't keeping my body operating the right way. So thankfully I don't have to do blood transfusions anymore, but that was a part of my life earlier on. So that's a little bit about my specific disability and and how it impacts me. Um, And also just want to share with you a little bit about the things I enjoy. You can go to the next slide, please. So a little bit about just my friends, family, traveling. Um, So I have three brothers and they're in that bottom photo there and I also have a nephew who um, he just started playing hockey a couple of years ago, he's five years old now um, but he, we love spending time together, and so I got to go to one of his little hockey scrimmages, and it was really cute because at that age, they just kind of, like, twiddle around on the ice, and they try to get the puck, but it doesn't usually happen, so I was standing next to him, so you might notice as I'm standing in that picture that my legs are kind of bent, and that's because one of my legs, the knee doesn't bend at all, so when I walk, it looks a little bit different for me, um, and then in the other bottom photo with the other two women those are two of my close friends from college and we were celebrating my birthday a couple years ago and then the top photo I'm sitting next to a person who's holding a lion cub Um, I enjoy traveling going to new places meeting new people and I had an opportunity after college to go to South Africa and I got to sit next to a lion cub which was pretty cool really scary but pretty cool. <laughs> so I enjoy just, you know, doing a lot of things that other people enjoy doing. I just sometimes have to do things differently than, than some people do. And so I want to share with you, too, a little bit about just understanding more about disability. So Think about do you know someone who has a disability and it it could even be yourself you may have a disability you might have a family member who has a disability if you could just raise your hand if you know Someone who has a disability or if you think you might know someone who does okay? good excellent so one of the things when we think about um, just understanding disability One of the things, I'm just going to look back at the screen for a second. I forgot one of the first things I put on here, so I'll just hold on. So disability affects everyday things, right? So for me, I talked a little bit about the way that I get around by using my wheelchair. And then also, um, just for people with various kinds of disabilities, you know, not not everyone has a physical disability. Um, They may have an intellectual disability, a learning disability, something that you can't see, and so it can affect their life in different ways. Um, So for someone who maybe um, has, for example, a learning disability, and it might be difficult for them to read, they might have to take more time when they're reading something to make sure that they're reading the words right and that they're understanding, what is going into it. Um, so that's one example of you know, something being affected, kind of our everyday things being impacted. And then also just to think about that sometimes people view disability as um, an illness or that someone is sick. And sometimes that can be the case. Sometimes someone could have a chronic health illness that causes disability in their life um, or it could be something like cancer that can cause disability in someone's life can make things difficult. But for me, when I think about my disability, I'm not sick, I'm, I'm a fairly well person most of the time. Um, and so for me, my disability um, is more just impacting kind of the everyday things that I am doing. And then we also think about um, just the difference between a visible disability, so something that you can see, and then a hidden disability. Hidden disabilities could be things like a learning disability or ADHD or a mental health disability or maybe a chronic pain condition. Sometimes you can't see that someone is experiencing a disability. You can't see what they are experiencing on the inside of their body that might be impacting the everyday things that they are doing. Let me just see if I got all my points here that I mentioned. Ah, yes, environments. We're gonna talk about that next, so we can go to the next slide here. Environments are something that can actually be disabling. So there's disability that For example, with me, you can see my body is different from many other people's bodies, but also our environments can be disabling. And I'm gonna talk about three different types of environments this morning, and there can be others as well. But one is the physical environment. So if we think about the places that, for example, I might go every day, so going into my work office, or even today, coming here to your school, Um, sometimes there can be things that get in the way. So, for example, if I didn't have a way to get on this stage with my wheelchair, and there was only the steps on the sides, I wouldn't be getting up here. So that would be a piece of the physical environment that would make it difficult for me as a person with a disability. Um, So if you think about your neighborhoods, maybe, and the homes that you live in, if you live in a house oftentimes houses have stairs even to the entrance right so if a friend of mine wants to invite me over to their house and i need to bring my wheelchair how am i going to get in there right so for me personally since i am able to walk i'm able to have someone help me up those steps But for some of my friends who are not able to walk and they need to use their wheelchair all the time to get around, they have to think about that when they're gonna get together with friends. They can't necessarily go over to someone's house. They might have to meet at a public place or at their own home that is already accessible. So that's an example of the physical environment. The informational environment, when we think about that, is how do we take in information? Um, A lot of us use the internet, right? So my supervisor, she happens to be blind, and when she uses the internet, she uses what's called a screen reader. So since she can't see the screen with her eyes, she uses something that reads the screen for her, and it tells her out loud what is on the screen. Some websites are not accessible to screen readers. They don't work with them. The technology doesn't work correctly with a screen reader, so she can't get that information. Or if she goes to a training we have at work and they hand out some handouts, she can't read the paper. So somebody didn't think about that there could be someone in the room who can't read those written words. And so she needs it in a different format. She needs it either in Braille or in an electronic format. So with information, sometimes we have to think about how we're presenting information and the different ways that people understand information. Um, Someone who maybe has a communication disability, they may communicate or understand information with pictures instead of words. So that's another way that we have to think about presenting information and the different ways that that people may understand that um, differently than those of us that you know read words or take in information um, you know over the internet just reading the screen. Interpersonal is another environment. So the interpersonal environment is the way that you and I interact with each other. Um, So some of the things that can be disabling in that environment is people's attitudes. Sometimes when I meet people, they just have a really negative attitude towards someone who is different from them or someone who has a disability or who they, they have certain assumptions about someone. So even when I came in this room, You might have had some assumptions or thoughts in your mind about who I was or what I do or how I do things. Um, And that's okay. We all make assumptions about one another. um, But it's important for us to recognize that we make those assumptions and think about that when we interact with people. Um, Another aspect of that could be, for example, someone who has autism spectrum disorder you might be aware that um, they sometimes don't understand social cues. So kind of the ways to, that we usually assume are appropriate to interact um, with people. And so they might have difficulty um, knowing when to end a conversation, kind of recognizing that or recognizing when is appropriate to interrupt and ask a question. Um, So in an interpersonal environment, that can be difficult um, if someone just understands that differently or has some difficulty with understanding that. So um, in those ways, the environments that we're in or the things that we experience can affect um, those of us who have disabilities as well. Um, So I want to talk with you a little bit now as well about just a, um, a biblical... Perspective um, of disability. And um, one of the things that we know is that the Bible does talk about disability. Um, sometimes I don't think we necessarily think about that, that the Bible does talk about disability. Um, When I was studying for my master's degree in disability studies, I had a lot of classes, um, because my track was focused in ministry, I had a lot of classes that talked about um, the intersection of the Bible and disability, Um, and sometimes we don't realize how much the Bible does talk about. I know that we hear the stories from the Bible about healing. You've probably heard um, the story in John, I believe it's chapter 9, about the man who was born blind and Jesus um, spits in the dirt and puts it in on his eyes and tells him to go wash his his eyes, his face, and he will be healed. Um, some of you might be familiar with that part of the Bible. So that's one healing story that we sometimes hear about disability. And um, that man did go and wash his eyes, and he was able to see after that. Um, Jesus had healed him, and part of that was his his obedience to Jesus in listening to his direction and doing doing what responding to what he asked him to do Um, sometimes though when I think about that passage right I I read that part of the Bible I think about the time before that man was actually healed and I think about what his life must have been like before that um, and the ways that God was sustaining him and was using his life for God to be glorified Um, because it probably during that time for someone who was blind, for someone with a disability, was probably really difficult. Um, You know, we know that people who, for example, had leprosy were separated from the rest of the people, and so they were kind of isolated, they were kind of set aside. Um, So in that sense, when we think about, um, you know, that man's life before he was healed, God was working in his life even then taking care of him um, and making sure that he had what he needed during that time. Um, another piece is that we know that every person is created in God's image. So the Bible doesn't say some people are creating God's image, right? It says that all people are creating God's image. So that tells us that every person is valuable. Every person has worth in God's sight. So we want to make sure that whether someone has a disability or not, that we're valuing them, um, that we, we know that because God tells us that, that every person is made in his image, that every person is valuable. And we also know from God's word that God's power um, shows up in what we perceive as weakness, In the New Testament, Paul talks about um, having what he calls a thorn in his side. And some scholars believe that he may have actually had a disability, um, and that was what he was describing. Um, When he talks about that, he says he had a thorn in his side and that he asked God to take it away. He asked him three times to take it away because he was just really struggling with it. And God actually said, no, I'm not gonna take it away. I'm going to allow you to to live with this because God's power is made perfect in our weakness. So something that, you know, I think sometimes we see disability as a weakness um, or something that is is really challenging, and at times it can be, at times it definitely can be um, difficult but God shows up in in those things, and um, for me in my life, one of the things I've noticed is that, for example, when someone will ask me about my disability, that gives me an opportunity to tell them about God. Um, They might ask me, I've had people say to me, what's wrong with you? (laughs) They'll just say that, what's wrong with you? Um, And I'll say, well, I have a disability. I'll explain it to them, and and I'll say, this is how God made me, because he did. That's the reality. God knew that I would be born this way. He knew what I would need, so he put people in my life to help me, Um, and so I'm able to share about who God is when people ask me about that, so it's it's an opportunity to glorify God, Um, and I think that was the last. Yes, that was the last point on that slide. I wanted to say we can move on to the next slide, please. Thanks. Um, one of the one of the passages that I wanted to just talk with you a little bit about is in First Corinthians twelve twenty two. Um, so in this passage, it's talking about the body of Christ. So God's people, God's family, our our church body. And comparing it to our human bodies, so it's talking about how there are many parts of the human body, and um, you know, we have things like hands and feet and hearts. And if one part of the body was to say, "Well, you're a foot, I don't need you get out of here." you know, that wouldn't work very well because. Those of you who are walking around on your two feet, you want to have both your feet, right? Um, So in this passage, it's talking about the fact that if we were each a part of a body, we would all be needed. We would all be valued, right? So in this passage, it talks about the parts of the body that seem to be weak and seem to maybe not be needed and it actually says that those parts that we see as weak are indispensable that's a pretty strong word indispensable the definition of indispensable is absolutely necessary so god is teaching us that those in our church body in our family of christ that we think might be less important or we think you know well they can't really what are they how are they going to contribute how are they going to be part of what we're doing Um, they actually are necessary they're needed they're important and we're going to talk a little bit a little bit more about um, why that is or kind of talk a little bit more about what that looks like um, in a few minutes here but shows us that, that everyone in the body is important and is needed. And I, I want to point out that that does not mean that people with disabilities are more important or more needed. That's not what that means. It means that we all are equally needed, um, that we all need to be a part of, of our communities, of our church bodies. Um, and that no one is, you know, loved more by God or loved less by God because of that. We, we all are equally cared about and loved um, by God. The next um, verse that I just want to share with you about is Romans 8.28. And in this verse, and I'm going to actually just read it here. I want to read it from the screen. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So sometimes when we think about a disability, and maybe if you think of someone in your life who has a disability, um, maybe even a grandparent who might be um, going through something difficult as they're aging. Maybe they have something like Parkinson's um, or something else going on, and we see kind of the the difficult things they're experiencing, and we might even think about it sometimes as suffering or as just, um, you know, really experiencing something difficult. Um, and when we are experiencing those things, we know that God works all things together for our good, so in my life, um, you know, being born with my disability and my parents, when I was born, did not know I was going to have this disability, so imagine the surprise that they had when (laughs) I arrived, and they were like, wow, okay, here we go. (laughs) This This is our child, and there were some difficult things that had happened at first, and of course, they were also so glad to have, you know, their their first child, um, and so through my life, there have been some difficult things, and as I've, you know, gone to school and grown up and experienced, you know, going through high school, going through college, getting my first job, things like that, um, that there have been challenges throughout that time, but God has always worked all of those things together for my good, so even in the things that are difficult, he is doing good things. Um, One of the things I sometimes think about is having this disability, I've had an opportunity to meet people that I would have never known otherwise. Um, People who I um, get to know because they may also have a disability. When I was a kid, I went to summer camp at a camp for kids who have disabilities and it was set up so that people with wheelchairs could get around. We would, you know, do all the usual camp activities, going tubing out on the lake and going camping or going in the pool. But everything was set up so that those of us with physical disabilities could, um, could get around. And so in those, in those ways, those are people that I probably never would have met, um, even today getting to speak with all of you and share about my life experiences and share with you about my understanding of disability, I wouldn't get to meet you otherwise. So I I consider that a privilege, that I get to meet all of you and get to to share with you. I think next I want to think about um, just kind of our our ideas around accepting and including people with disabilities. And I know that when I asked before about how many of you know someone with a disability, a lot of hands went up. But I'm curious if through our conversation any of you have kind of maybe you thought you didn't know someone with a disability, but as we've talked, maybe you've realized like, oh, Maybe I do know somebody with a disability, or I didn't think about disability in that way before. Maybe maybe I do know people who have disabilities, because disability isn't always what we see on the outside. Um, something that we want to think about it, think about in in including people with disabilities is just the idea that people with disabilities can contribute and participate. So somebody who has a disability, it doesn't mean that they can't take part in things. Um, Sometimes we might think, well, how am I gonna include that person? Like, I don't even know how they can do that. You know, like maybe you're playing a board game or something, like if you're playing a board game with me, you're probably thinking, okay, how are we gonna do this? How is this gonna work? And what you'd wanna do is ask the person, hey, you wanna play a board game? How, how do you do this? What works best for you? Figure out what's gonna work for them so that they can be a part of it, so that you can include them. Um, one of the other things is just that people, like I said, need to do things differently. So um, you might have to change um, the way that you're doing something. Um, if somebody, communicates best by using pictures or writing something down instead of speaking, you might just have to do that in a different way. Um, If you were interacting with someone who is deaf and you do not speak American Sign Language, you don't know how to sign, you would have to figure out a way to communicate with that person. Um, You might feel like you want to just kind of avoid it and just not talk with them, because that would be really hard. It would be really hard for for you to get across what you're saying. Um, But it's really important that we don't just avoid people or ignore people because we're we're not sure how to interact with them. Um, Sometimes we have to step outside of our comfort zone a little bit and just ask somebody what works for them. Figure out how How to include them and how to make that that work in that particular situation. Um, Because none of us likes to be excluded, right? We all like to be a part of things and be included in things. We don't want to be left out. And people with disabilities have abilities. We all have things that we can do. Um, We might have to do them differently. I think of a friend of mine um, who I knew in high school, and he since has passed away, but he, um, had a physical disability, and he couldn't move much of his body, he couldn't speak, um, but the one thing that he could do for sure is he could laugh, and he laughed a lot, and his laugh was, like, contagious, because we'd all be talking about something, and we'd talk with him, because he knew what we were talking about, he could hear us, um, And so we'd be talking with him, and I remember one time I was at my friend Jamie's house, and he was there as well, um, because her, her dad was one of his caregivers. And we were making a cake in the kitchen, and we dropped the eggs, and he heard it. He knew we had dropped the eggs, and he just started laughing at us. And he's like, what are you guys doing in there? You know, that's I'm sure what he was thinking. And even though he couldn't verbalize things, like... We We got to know him and we could tell what he was thinking or kind of what his mood was or you know things like that and so we were able to to interact with him um, so sometimes it's a matter of just just figuring out what what you might need to do differently. We can go to the next slide thanks so. Um, I, I'm gonna be open to, to allowing you to ask some questions or even if you want to share some takeaways that you've learned from today or things that maybe um you were surprised about, things that struck you as interesting. But one of the questions I want you to think about as you leave today is how do you interact with people with disabilities? And I want you to know that if you maybe haven't had much experience around people with disabilities and you just you don't know how to interact with people with disabilities, that's okay because it's something that we have to learn. I don't know everything about every disability just because I have one. (laughs) I've had to learn a lot about different disabilities in the work that I do with students at the university. So I work specifically with students with disabilities. And there's all kinds of different kinds of disabilities, mental health disabilities, um, you know, chronic pain conditions I've never heard of before. And I have to get to know the person and find out what they need and find out how I can be of support to them and figure out what things they need, how they do things, how they do them differently. So we don't have to be experts about disability, but it's a matter of thinking about how somebody in a particular situation might be feeling and putting yourself in their position um, and asking them, asking them what they want or what they need or how they would like to be included. That's really important. So if anyone has questions, um, feel free to just say them or raise your hand, and I'll do my best to, you know, kind of call on you. I, I'll make some eye contact so you know I'm talking to you. Um, but go ahead and raise your hand if you have some questions. And staff or faculty in the room, that's fine too. Um, and no questions off limits. If there's something I'm not comfortable answering, I'll just tell you that, but I'm pretty open. So feel free to, to ask A certain diet? That's a good question. No, um, I don't have to have a certain diet with my disability. Um, Food doesn't necessarily impact me in that regard. Um, Little interesting tidbit, I've been doing the whole dairy-free thing recently, just because that's helping me (laughs) just feel better in general. But nothing specific related to my disability. Thanks for asking a question. Yes. So, what I would say is, it's totally okay to acknowledge that the person you're talking with has a disability. Um, You know, when people are talking to me, um, it's great if when I first meet them, they simply say hello and, you know, how are you doing today? Um, And then as, you know, as we talk, if they have questions about my disability or they're wondering something, you know, I'm happy to, to answer that for them. You might meet some people who aren't very comfortable talking about their disability or they just, that's just not what they want to share with you and that's okay. Um, so I would say, you know, it's okay to acknowledge the, the presence of a disability that you see or if it's something that you don't see, and you're talking with someone, and you start noticing that maybe they didn't understand what you said, or maybe you think they might not have heard what you said, it's okay to say, um, you know, did you hear what I said, or do I need to repeat that, you know, or something like that, or did you understand what I meant, and just asking those clarifying questions. That's okay, too. Did that answer your question? Okay. Yes. (laughs) that's a really good question you know that's funny I think that when I would go trick-or-treating as a kid um I think because we would drive from house to house I would usually walk up to the door with my my brother Nick was usually the one that would go with me and um so I don't think I incorporated my wheelchair into into my Costumes. That's a great idea. I have heard, though, this is interesting. I've heard that Target now makes Halloween costumes that work with wheelchairs, which is awesome. So cool. Because we did not have that when I was growing up. We didn't have that at Target or Walmart or whatever we had, whatever store we had. Great question. Thanks for asking that question. Wow. Um, I think the biggest blessings have been just um, getting to know people who I think genuinely care or genuinely kind because as a person with a physical disability, something that's very visible, I often am able to tell or know the character of someone based on how they treat me or how they interact with me. Um, And so it's been a blessing to be able to get to know people who um, are just really good friends and really care. And I think also just having my family get to um, help me with things and just um, get to know other people who have different disabilities and are having different experiences in life. That's, yeah, I think that's been some of the blessings. Thanks for asking.
0: Thank you for listening in on our Encounter podcast. You can find previous Encounter recordings and who will be coming in future weeks on our Southwest Christian High School webpage www.swchs.org click on student life and encounter again thank you for joining us and until next time keep your eyes fixed not on speakers teachers or institutions but on Christ the author and the Perfector of our faith